scriptures that uh, the book people in congregations would be most excited to hear preached is Revelation. And the last book pastors want to preach is Revelation. And I've had an interesting experience with it because on the one hand, I have loved studying it. Finding so many allusions to the Old Testament takes away so much of the mystery of the purpose of the visions that Jesus gave to John. And yet at the same time, I had this expectation, and it was kind of quiet in my mind and heart, but I had an expectation that the church would uh, grow a little bit in attendance, not necessarily new people, but perhaps more consistent engagement from the people that are already at the barn. And the opposite has happened. Attendance has gone down just a little bit. And I think the reason is the vision that Jesus gave to John is so unflinching about the goodness of God, which we love to hear about, but also about the brokenness of the world and where that brokenness comes from and what we are to do about it. The brokenness is profound. It comes from the evil one and then from the beasts that emerge through the curse of sin being in the world. And men and women have not a lot to do with uh, combating, or to use revelation terms, conquering those things, except to follow the Lamb wherever he goes, and to not give up hope, and to endure in following him. And yet, the picture of it is challenging to us. And so the conclusion that I come to is that we live sanitized lives, for the most part. Uh, For those of us that live in a safe and secure part of the world, in a relative sense, certainly not in a spiritual sense, um, the images can be incredibly challenging. We're, we're thinking semi-consciously or maybe subconsciously or maybe consciously, is it really that bad? Is it really that bad when people give themselves over to materialism? Is it really that bad when people believe that because they have provision in their life, everything's fine? Is it really that bad that There are forces of imperialistic oppression throughout the world. And worse, there are forces of propaganda that support that. That's the first beast and the second beast from chapter 13. Is it really that stark that everyone receives a mark? Either the mark of the lamb or the mark of the beast. Is it really conquering to learn to love God and neighbor the first one without competing allegiance, and the second one sacrificially, through generosity, through friendship, through forgiveness and willingness and ability to reconcile, through service, especially to the marginalized and the poorest of the poor, not to earn anything, but as a response to what has been earned for us in Christ. Is it really that stark, that dynamic, that beautiful, that wild And the Revelation says, unflinchingly, echoing the prophets and the Psalms and the other predictions of the Old Testament and the statements of Jesus when asked about these things and the statements of Paul to a people he believed were living in a short in-between time between Jesus and Jesus' incarnation and Jesus' return. And so while the Revelation doesn't add new information to us, it does say, unflinchingly, Yes, Jesus is that good and powerful. Evil is 
that bad, and Jesus is that able to deal with it, and he will. And in the meantime, we hang in there. This coming week, we're preaching on, I'm preaching on Revelation chapter 20, and that's the last of the negative. After that, evil and death and Hades and the sea, which is a metaphor for chaos and evil, are done away with. And the new heavens and the new earth collide or descend onto the earth. And all the good things that we reference all the time are there, and yet what the revelation would lead us to do is not look at them too quickly, but be willing and able to look at the darkness of the world and the goodness of God, and then trust him with those things. 